0: You're listening to episode 141 of the Mad Chatters Podcast, June 7th, 2017.
1: Most everyone's mad here. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and I'm joined today by my fellow chatters, Matthew. Howdy. And Jeremy.
2: If I were you, I'd want to be me
0: too. Oh. All right. Well, on this episode... (laughs) We're going to continue our series on the table service restaurants in Walt Disney World. Just a few weeks ago, we did the first half of Epcot. We did all of Future World, and we did from Mexico to Italy. On today's show, we're going to wrap things up by heading over to Japan and then finishing that half of World Showcase. But before we do that, we're going to do a round of armchair Imagineering.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. I love that idea.
0: Since this week, we're talking about food at Epcot for this week's round of Armchair Imagineering, which, by the way, is a segment where we uh, put on our Imagineering hat and come up with new ideas for Walt Disney World. This week, we are going to come up with a new table service idea for one of the current World Showcase pavilions. Uh, Whether that means adding a restaurant or replacing one, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, But what are you guys going to add to World Showcase, food-wise?
2: My idea is going to be in the UK Pavilion. And I am going to add Queen Elizabeth's Royal Ball. Um, So this is going to be a more uh, realistic Version of a dining experience Than Cinderella's Royal Ball Or table or whatever that is over at Magic Kingdom Uh, So you will be Entering a restaurant that Has the appearance to Buckingham Palace Um, And as you enter there will be A large Table at the front Uh, And then there will be Several tables throughout so it kind of gives The appearance of like this grand State dinner in which you are a vip guest of queen elizabeth and throughout the meal impersonators of the royal family will be making appearances so at one point you know the queen will come out and uh you know she will greet you as she does uh there will be a prince philip uh impersonator who will make the rounds Uh, But only until he retires, and then he won't be making appearances anymore. Uh, Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, Kate Middleton, all the favorites, you know, uh, (laughs) will be there. Uh, At one point, I'm even picturing like Fergie tries to get in, but they say no, 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 and they don't let her in anymore. Um, (laughs) A a nice Camilla will come out and, um, you know, uh, uh, maybe a horse joke will be made or something like that. It'll be a rousing good time. Uh, but I, I would pay big money for this. This would be a great
1: experience. I think they should be animatronics and then just change them out. Change them out when necessary. So it's almost like the British Hall of Presidents, but a restaurant.
0: That makes me think of The Great Mouse Detective, where they replace the queen with a robot and it, like, breaks down, you know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: now that you say that matt i like that idea so instead of because my picture my thought was they would come around table to table but i like the idea maybe they're just always up at the at the main table the whole time dining mm-hmm. themselves as animatronics and then perhaps the queen would stand at one point and give you a little speech or something uh, like that hello
0: that. <laughs> hello my subjects will all the ladies be required to wear hats
2: Yes, a fascinator shop is available right when you come in. Oh. And so you can purchase a fascinator there and uh, wear it during your dining
0: experience. Fascinator. There's got to be the Royal Guard out front as well.
2: Yes, and perhaps, you know, like the Archbishop of Canterbury will come out and bless your meal uh, for you. I, I like hmm. that idea. I'm
0: digging it, yeah. Uh, my idea is for France. Listen... I, feel, I haven't been to either of the French restaurants, but the vibe I get is that they're kind of similar in that they're really pretentious and very, very French. Like, <laughs> like fine dining in France. But France is so much more than that. Jeremy, when you and I went at the house we stayed at, they fed us raclette one night. Do you remember this? No. It was like the little contraption where you put the big blocks of your favorite cheeses and it slowly melted the cheese. And then you had a plate of like potatoes and dried oh. dried meats like salami and stuff. You had bread and then you scrape the cheese onto all of these things.
2: I thought that was just called fondue. My bad. No, raclette. <laughs> or,
0: or well, maybe maybe they also call it fondue. Fondue is dippage. Yeah, I think the word raclette actually means to scrape.
2: Okay. I feel oh. like I've
0: heard that. Um, R a c l e t t e. But now there's a there's the restaurant in New York, and I see this, or I did. I used to see this video on Facebook a lot, where they come by with the half wheel of cheese, and it's it's slowly melting, and they scrape it yeah. onto people's plates. I think that would be a way to bring the French culture like down to the American level. Here's some melted cheese for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's like it's not such an intimidating way to introduce yourself. To French cuisine. It's more like a family-friendly, uh, like family-style family, what's family style feast at your table, but still give you the French culture, if that yeah.
1: makes sense. That sounds delicious. Right?
0: Who doesn't like cheese? That's cool. I don't, I don't have a name for it, but I'll I'll think on
1: yeah, that. Yeah, I see those videos all the time about these little pop-up, you know, uh, foodie cheese restaurants like that I didn't know that that was uh French in origin but I always think man that that's kind of like overload like the the videos that I've seen it's like here's a mound of cheese (laughs) yeah uh
0: well when we had it I really remember enjoying that meal um and it wasn't the big wheel of cheese it was like a little machine that they used it it was just like a black circle and like you slide a little tray with your cheese and it slowly melts it while you prepare your meats and stuff um, I looked it up. It's French, but it's also Swiss, so I don't think it's exclusive to France, uh, but
1: very yeah. close. Yeah. Mine is not technically in a pavilion, which I might have broke the rules, broken the rules. It's um, I thought about a a central restaurant at the International Gateway, which mind you would would ruin that wonderful framed view of the American pavilion. Um, but uh, that, that'd be okay if there was a decent restaurant here. <laughs> and I thought about something um, entitled the International Explorers Lodge, or the International Gateway Explorers Lodge. And something, it's going to sound a lot like Skipper Canteen. After I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot like that. But with that, um, that very or um, early 20th century explorers vibe like the Adventurers Club used to be, things like that. Maybe not as comical and not as whimsical, uh, more on a, on a kind of a serious note, and maybe even a signature dining option, but something that features eclectic uh, worldwide ethnic food options. And come to think of it, let's make it a signature. So it's uppity. It's a little fancier, and uh, the dishes are a little more um, advanced intermediate eating (laughs) so you could have maybe some of the different countries represented but you're not limited to the countries that are there in world showcase it could be everything but just kind of that perfect symbol of what the international gateway represents an international gateway except this one's for your mouth so i think that'd be a big (laughs) sounds like a whorehouse (laughs) international gateway for your mouth uh no the early 20th century you know the explorers the vibe with lots of artifacts and representations from different cultures and maybe different themed rooms from different cultures and a central compass in the middle of the uh, the place that's kind of like the focal point and um, you could have some outdoor balcony viewing for illuminations and, and stuff like that. Uh, that'd be cool.
0: Why would it mess up the framing of the American adventure? Well because if it was there Where? I'm, I'm having trouble
1: picturing this. Kind of, I'm right in the middle of the International Gateway between the two. Um, not maybe right between, maybe between and out towards the water a little bit between those two gift stores.
0: Okay. No, the International Gateway is over by France. That's why I was confused. Oh, what is this place called? I thought uh, it was the... Showcase Plaza? Sh- Showcase Promenade, something like that? Well, that's where it's going. Oh, okay. So, like, right <laughs> when you enter from Future World. Okay yeah I like that that would be kind of cool
1: I think so
2: James Taylor once sang, In my mind, I've gone to Carolina.
0: Mm.
2: Well, the mad chatters like to sing, In my mind, I've gone to Walt Disney World. And this is a game in which we mentally go somewhere in Walt Disney World and the other two chatters have to discover where that person is through yes or no questions. So today, Derek is going to go off and hide first, and Matt and I will each get 10 yes or no questions to try and find him.
0: All right. I'm there. Jeremy, you can ask first.
2: All right. Are you in a theme park?
0: Nope. Are you in a resort? Yep. Are you in a moderate resort?
1: No. Are you in a value resort? Yes.
2: Are you in an all-star resort?
1: No. Are you at well, that's kind of given, isn't it? Or is it? Or is it? Dun dun dun! Are you in a food court? No. Are
2: you in the 1960s?
0: No.
1: Are you in a pool? Yes. Oh, very good. I have a guess. Okay. Uh, dang it. Are you in the bowling pin pool? Nope. Uh, that's one guess from me down.
2: Are you near a giant computer?
0: You might say that.
2: I have a guess. Oh, he's in the computer pool.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, that was so fast. <laughs> that was oh. five questions in. Were you forgetting about art of animation? Because it. You said... I didn't think about it. Oh, okay. Because you said that's a given, and I'm like, I hope they're thinking Art of Animation, and I'm in the other one, but never mind. Nope. You can't
2: get anything past us.
0: That was like some sort of record. (laughs) Compared to
2: that time, where was it Matt was hiding that we couldn't figure it out?
0: No. Well, last time I hid at the ferry dock, and you guys got all mad. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. no, well, Matt kept accusing me of breaking the rules. He's like, well, in my mind, you are in a theme park. And I'm like, you don't even know where I am yet. Just because you lost doesn't mean I broke the rules. Well, you broke the rules. No. You said, no, in my mind, if you have crossed the gates, you are in a theme park. And I was like, I haven't crossed the gates.
1: (laughs) I like it when you were past the sign that said Magic Kingdom. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying those gates the gate all right i'll hide next
0: okay are you in a theme park no
2: are you in a resort
0: yes are you in a deluxe resort no
2: are you in a moderate resort
0: yes are you at a port orleans resort
2: yes oh Are you at Riverside?
0: Yes. Are you on some form of transportation? I am. Can I take a guess? Uh Uh-huh. Are you on a carriage ride? I'm not. Uh, Are you on a boat?
2: Yes. I am. I'll take my guess. Are you on? the boats at Port Orleans Riverside?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I'm, have- I'll let you decide on that. And you got the boats at Port Orleans Riverside. They actually
2: have a name?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess i give it to you.
2: The boat that takes you to Disney Springs?
1: Yeah, that's that, we'll go with that. That's specific enough. It, what is it? Like the Sasagula something? Festigula Express, or I don't know something like that. Uh-uh, Sesquigula Express, that's not it. Is it five in the last one? Four on this one. Oh my gosh! She don't, don't
0: care tonight. What we're hiding? <laughs> I, I thought I was doing pretty well. Are you in Magic Kingdom? That was it. Yeah,
1: that was my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's where I am. All right, Jeremy, run and hide. We'll count okay. to ten.
2: All right, I'm ready.
1: Are you at a theme park?
0: Yes. Are you in Magic Kingdom?
2: Yes.
1: Are you in, are you on Main Street?
2: No.
0: Are you in Adventureland? No. Are you in Frontierland?
2: Nope.
0: Are you in Tomorrowland? No. Are you in Liberty Square? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you turd. Are you in Fantasyland? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Are you on an attraction? Yes. Are you on a dark ride? Yes. Are you on Peter Pan's flight? No. Oh, girl.
0: (laughs) Are you on Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid?
2: Yes.
1: Oh, we're in a scene? Yes, we are. Are you in a... um, hmm. Are you in a scene where a song is being sung... Vocally, yes. like with words. Okay, I have a guess. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you in the? Oh, I could probably think of places you would be. Are you in the Ursula area? No. That was a guess. Are you in a boat?
0: Yes. I have a guess. Are you in the boat in the kiss the girl scene?
2: I am. <laughs> I'm right between <laughs> yes. them.
0: So yes. you about to get kicked out of Walt Disney World is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Unless are you Eric?
1: <laughs> Spoiler.
2: <laughs> Take us out, Rockapella.
1: Do 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 bop After you throw away all your bottles of liquor. <laughs> that was a that was Dorothy hitting her head on a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dorothy. <laughs>
0: Table service in Epcot. Like I said before, we're going to pick up where we left off a few weeks ago. I'll start, and I'm going to take us to Japan, where you can find two table service restaurants. And the first we're going to talk about is Tokyo Dining. Uh, These are both, I think, on the same floor in the same building, right? They are. Okay. So deep in the heart of the Japan Pavilion above the gift shop there, which is called... Help me out. Mitsukoshi. Mitsukoshi. Dollar Tree. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, That's the translation? Mm, I think so. Okay. Uh, Tree of Dollars. Tree Uh, of Dollars. (laughs) You will find Tokyo Dining Upstairs. Uh, this of the two of them is the more traditional uh, Japanese restaurant tables um, where you'll just be seated with your party alone. You order from a menu, stuff like that. Um, the lunch and dinner menus here are, are quite similar. Um, if I see any discrepancies, I'll be sure to mention them. But they have a few different sections on their menus. So you've got appetizers, which include sesame and chili edamame. Uh, Matt's favorite, edamame. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> That's sarcasm. Uh, $6.50. You've got a grilled shrimp salad for 9 Seafood ramen for 9 And spicy tempura calamari for $9.25. Uh, the entrees here, I was surprised that there are only four entrees. Um, because later on the menu, I think they're more known for like their sushi and their sashimi. Uh, but the four entree options are teriyaki butter grilled chicken for $21. Mm. And I have to say, I've always thought this place was more expensive than this. I don't know why. It's sleek looking. Yeah, maybe.
2: Probably the portion sizes are tiny.
0: Maybe, yeah. Uh, but that's 21 Shrimp and crab tempura is 24 You can get a New York strip steak, which is grilled with garlic ginger sauce for $29.
2: This is for that person in your party that doesn't like anything but (laughs) steak and pizza.
0: (laughs) And that's okay. Uh, Well, I mean, even when you think of a hibachi grill, it's chicken, steak, or shrimp. You know, it's it's not exactly exotic. That's Mm -hmm. true. But the fourth item that you can get from the entree list is something I cannot pronounce, but I'm going to give it a shot. Kurobuta tom, Tomahawk... That can't be right. Yeah, Tomahawk. Tonkatsu, which is panko-crusted Berkshire pork with red wine sauce, grilled pineapple, and seasonal vegetables, and that's $26. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, panko breadcrumbs are great. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to sushi. Um these all range from $12 to $18, but you get five pieces with them. Or if you just want to get one piece, you can like mix and match, and they range from like $2 to $4 for each piece. There is a spicy, crunchy roll, which is tuna and salmon. Um, it comes with dynamite and volcano drizzle. Whatever that is, sounds spicy. Mm. Mm. There's a volcano roll which is a grilled California roll topped with shrimp, scallops, and volcano sauce. Uh, you can get the traditional California roll. There's a vegetable roll. There's a tropical roll, which is salmon and avocado topped with a fried plantain and mango sweet chili coulis. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Now, I don't know if i mentioned this on the show, but I was turned off to sushi for many years, and Matt and Jessica, turned me back on to sushi when I visited them during one of my trips up to see them when I lived in Florida. So mm-hmm. now I would like to try this restaurant because yeah. I'm very curious, particularly about the volcano sauce. I'm very
0: interested in that. Yeah, and the good thing about sushi is when you have a party, you can really order all of these, you know, and then just mm-hmm. just share them, share them. I think it's cool Yes, I knew that was wrong. When I said that, I was like, no, Matt has taught me how to pronounce that.
1: <laughs> taught you. That's cute.
0: <laughs> I like the <that>. raspberry coolest. <laughs> it's like you're trying to say clueless, but you have an impediment. Uh, um, there's a firecracker roll with jalapeno and sriracha, sriracha drizzle. Yeah. And then my favorite, the dragon monster roll, which uh, is. Yeah avocado, cucumber, cream cheese topped with eel and dynamite
1: sauce. Mm. Mmm. The the dynamite and the uh, volcano sauce is... uh, I'd like to know the difference between these various fiery
0: sauces. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like maybe on the menu there'd be a description, but it's not listed online. Um, And then, like I said, there's also sashimi. Uh, you, You can do a sampler or you can just do tuna or salmon. So that's that. They've also got some soups and salads. You know, miso soup, seafood ramen, tofu steak salad. Pretty traditional stuff is what it sounds like. Now the only difference between the lunch and dinner menus is there's a whole section in the dinner menu that's not available at lunch. And you can find here a lot of tempura. So there's shrimp and crab tempura for 30 There's lobster tempura for $30. Uh, there's a vegetable udon noodles for $20. Or you can get... Uh, The deluxe udon noodles, which comes with shrimp tempura and grilled chicken, and that's $24. But everything else is the same as lunch. And then for dessert, you can have green tea mousse cake, which sounds disgusting (laughs) to me. (laughs) I just, I don't do green tea and I definitely don't do green tea in my desserts. Mm. They also have a ginger mousse cake and soft serve ice cream. Terrific. Yeah. I think one of the highlights of this restaurant is the fact that you can go out on their balcony and get a view of illuminations. I don't know if you have to reserve that or if it's just like a California grill situation where if you're there while the fireworks are going off, you're welcome to use the balcony. Mm. But that seems like a selling point.
2: I didn't know they had a balcony, so that's good to know. Yeah, there
0: you go. Uh, Have you ever been in here, either of you?
2: No, I have... Only seen the check-in desk as we were going to the other restaurant.
0: Yeah, I saw a few pictures online. It, it's pretty much what I expected from a sit-down Japanese restaurant. Um, very boxy, if that makes sense. You know, with like the sliding doors that are translucent, stuff like that. Um, and then all the decor is like kind of reds and blacks. But anyway. Let's move over across the hall to Teppanito, where we have been. This is more of a traditional hibachi grill. You know, the tables are, they I think they see eight. By traditional, we mean South Carolina traditional. Oh, yeah? Well, the tables are a semicircle, and they go around a grill where the chef will cook your meal in front of you. Um, for appetizers here, you can get the wafu ribs. They're ginger braised pork ribs with sake for $14. Uh, there's some tempura you can get. There is edamame again, or miso mm. soup. They also have sushi here. Uh,
1: it's just a tr- pretty much a traditional sushi you'll find at most restaurants. Could somebody explain edamame to me? I did. If you're a listener out there and you just love edamame, just <laughs> can you email the show? And just tell me what you like about it, except that you're told to like it. Just please, somebody tell me. I just want to know. The one and only time I've
0: had edamame was at a Hibachi Grill, and it was my friend who was like, "Oh, you haven't had it? We have to get
1: this as an appetizer." And I was like, "Well, there's, there's that." <laughs> yes, I would like the, I'd like the semi-frozen, um, almost steamed pea pods, please, with no flavor.
0: It, it did nothing for me.
1: Yeah
2: it's like boiled peanuts it's the same idea
1: Ugh. oh no boiled peanuts i like those here you dude. only like them because you're told to like them they're no, mushy peanuts I, who likes mushy? i like them they they have oh. a wonderful um really nice beanie taste to them we have the cajun flavor ones you can get here i like those no they yeah. taste like beans they taste like you're eating like some pinto beans but they've got a little seasoning to them i like those no i'll have i'll choose edamame over boiled
0: peanuts
2: because Two things. When, I, when when I want a little snack, <laughs> I'm craving
1: pinto beans. <laughs> Just no, now, no. That's one things that are green and things that are brown uh, uh, taste different. And <laughs> edamame is green, peanuts are brown, and uh, brown wins every time. Hmm. What can brown do for you? Mm. Uh, okay.
0: So back to Teppanito. These are the entrees you can choose from, which the chef will cook in front of you. And all of these are served with a garden salad, udon noodles, vegetables, and sukiyaki beef rice. So you've got the 6-ounce filet mignon for $36, a New York cut steak, 7-ounce, for $34, julienne, right? Julienne beef, like really thinly sliced beef for $34. There's salmon, you can get 10 grilled shrimp, you can get an eight ounce boneless chicken breast. The cold water ocean scallops will cost you 35. Um, you can just get an all vegetarian one which comes with vegetables and mushrooms and tofu. Or you can do combinations, steak and shrimp, chicken and shrimp or steak and chicken. And those are 35, 36 and $37. Um, yeah, so that's that. They do have this section called Entree Add-Ons. And I don't know if this is right, but they have lobster tail for $28. Oh, my. But they also have Wagyu steak, three
1: ounces, and it's listed as $56. Oh, I believe that.
2: For a three-ounce steak? Yeah.
1: It's like Kobe beef, Wagyu beef. It's that kind of Japanese traditionally raised cattle and you know it's just one of those things that they can get by tagging that name on and charging that money for wow I believe that but see that doesn't come with the salad and the soup and the rice and all that
0: well it's just an add on yeah that's crazy like add this on to your entree for $58 Whew. well if you haven't spent enough money on the steak and other stuff and you still want dessert you can get all the same desserts as Tokyo Dining um, imagine that yeah, except they've also added a mango mousse cake, which is mango-flavored sponge cake with a smooth, flavorful mango mousse decorated with a
1: tropical glaze. You know, I would, yeah, that's the description I would expect. There needs to be a big old disclaimer on this restaurant. Um, for those that love hibachi, which which I do, and this place is good, don't get me wrong. The, the ingredients and the way it's cooked and all is, is a About five notches above your local small-town hibachi restaurant. But there's no white sauce, yum-yum sauce, shrimp sauce, uh, whatever you're used to calling it in your region. The mayonnaise with sugar in it that you pour on everything. um, That is is not here. That's a deal-breaker. That is a deal-breaker, sometimes for me.
2: No, no, no. Hold on. When did that happen? Because I've been there—I've been to this restaurant twice— And the second time, there was the white Yum Yum sauce. Now, this was probably circa Circa.
1: 2011, 10, somewhere in there. Maybe they added it. The last time I was there, honestly, was with you all in 2007, and they had the the brown ginger sauce and then that that kind of that mustard sauce.
2: No, they they definitely had a white sauce when I was there the last time because I was with my friends, Lindsay, Katie, and And uh, another friend. Jordan and Jordan loves that yum yum sauce which by the way there is nothing more American than calling it yum yum sauce that is the That's stupidest right. thing anyways but I just the only reason I remember that and it sticks out in my mind is because she made a mess of the table with it and I was like girl <laughs> we cannot take you anywhere
0: calm down. <laughs> yeah I enjoyed my meal here I really did um, like the steak and the chicken I got I remember being especially flavorful but I feel like I've had very, very similar experiences in cities all around the country.
1: Yeah, you can leave Walt Disney World Resort um, and go right across the street to the Crossings, or close to the Crossings, and there's a Kobe Japanese Steakhouse. It's a chain, but you'll get more bang for your buck, and then there's yum yum sauce. Just in case it's not a teppanido. Or I if don't you're normally... like
2: me, I just keep a thing of yum yum sauce in my in my purse. <laughs>
1: I got it right here. It's got to be sealed, though, because it's not refrigerated all day. But, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, this is, this is again, a restaurant, though,
2: if you don't have someone who enjoys uh, trying new things when they eat. If you don't have an adventurous eater in your party, this is a place you can go, and they will find something they like. It's Americanized Japanese food.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Uh, now, on the other end... Of that spectrum is a restaurant we're going to talk about next restaurant marrakesh over in morocco this is a place that i think you'd be pretty safe to walk up to and be able to find a table um, that's not to say it's bad i just think too many people are afraid to book a reservation here so it seems fairly easy to get in uh the ambiance from what i've seen ambiance From what I've seen on pictures, it is a very beautiful restaurant. Lots of tile work inside. Uh, It seems on the fancier end as far as decor goes. It's got those nice lights that we talked about a couple weeks ago. The glass lights with the metal, um, very detailed framing. Uh, The entertainment here, there are some Moroccan musicians. Apparently they're not like in your face and you can't hear each other talk. But it's a very subtle... Nice background music with these musicians. There's also a belly dancer, um, which, you know, when you hear belly dancer, it doesn't sound very Disney or family friendly, but I'm I'm sure it's very tasteful. And then you have the food. Um, So with your meal, you'll get some free bread with butter for appetizers. That's a bargain. Bargain.
1: Thank you. That was what you wanted there?
2: Uh, Yes, that was your cue.
0: (laughs) So fill up on free bread. Enjoy the belly dancer. Look at the menu and say, oh, no, thank you. And then leave. Um, (laughs) But no, the appetizers here, there's a combination for two, which comes with beef. B-R-E-W-A-T. Brew brew it. Brew it. Rolls. uh, Chicken Bastilla and jasmine jasmina salad that's 18 dollars, but it does feed two there's also a moroccan salad for two which is vegetables so like green pepper marinated olives carrots potatoes um there are a few soups there's chicken bastilla, which is baked layers of thin pastry stuffed with minced chicken almonds eggs and sprinkled with cinnamon and powdered sugar that sounds good There's a goat cheese with crispy bread for $2. $15. Mm,
1: That sounds good.
0: And then there's some mussels as well. So those are your appetizers. Um, The next section on the menu, the entree section, it's it's titled Moroccan Specialties, which makes sense if you're going to go to a Moroccan restaurant. A lot of couscous. (laughs) So the first five items are couscous with something. You can get it with beef for $28. You can get it with chicken, for $27. You can get it with lamb shank, for $29. You can get it with just vegetables, for $22. And you can get it with braised beef, braised beef served with raisins, balsamic vinegar, honey, sesame seeds, and egg, for $29. I I should mention that this is one of the few restaurants that we've talked about where the lunch prices are actually cheaper than the dinner prices. I feel like that, was always a thing. But when we've discussed these restaurants over the last few weeks and months, almost entirely the restaurants have been the same price at lunch as dinner. Yeah. Which I find surprising. But this one, like the couscous with beef, for instance, is 28 for dinner. But at lunch it's 22 And then if you get it with chicken, it's 27 at dinner, but it's only 20 at lunch. Um, so if you're looking to save money but still get the experience, it might be worth checking out this place during lunch.
2: I've always wanted to try this place, and um, I'm a big fan of lamb, so I would I'd be interested in trying the lamb over the couscous.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of lamb, th- lamb, the next item on their entrees list is roast lamb, michui? Uh It's a lamb shank braised in natural juice, served with mixed vegetables and yellow rice, zucchini, capers, lemon confit, and confit, and tomatoes for twenty eight dollars.
2: Now, remind me, what is comfy again?
0: I don't know.
1: It's marinated and cooked in its own fat. Ah. Uh. Okay. Uh,
0: there's a shish kebab, which is grilled tenderloin of beef with vegetables, for $30. You can just get some lemon chicken. That sounds like if you're not quite adventurous enough to try those other <laughs> things. I'll have the lemon chicken. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think, like, even lemon chicken, like, sounds something you would get in North Africa. Like, it sounds like it has that Mediterranean twist, but it also doesn't sound too out of your comfort zone for most people. There are also chicken kebabs for $26. There's a marinated fish with olives, lemon confit, potatoes, and green peppers. And then only at lunch, you can order the Sultan Sampler... Oh, which is grilled chicken a beef brew it roll whatever that word was and chicken bastilla served with vegetable couscous for $25 that actually sounds like a bargain that's a good deal yeah
2: bargain uh, you know what would be interesting is if this place only served at night during the month of Ramadan
1: <laughs> oh like during the month of Ramadan it only serves at night yes okay gotcha okay
0: um, for desserts, you can get bastila, which are crisp like earlier I talked about the the chicken bastila, which is obviously meat heavy, but this one is the same crispy pastry, but instead it's topped with vanilla cream and sprinkled with toasted almonds.
2: Mm. Ooh, now that sounds amazing,
0: I think so too. It's kind of like a sounds like a crepe situation where you can get it savory or sweet. a crepe situation mm. <laughs> I got a crepe situation over here. <laughs> Uh, my favorite dessert is the Marrakesh Delight. It's a fresh it. fruit salad topped with mint ice cream, toasted almonds, and orange blossom water. And finally, oh. there is the Moroccan Symphony, which is just a plate of assorted Moroccan pastries for only $7. That's not bad.
2: What about. Mm. Does it have baklava on there? Because. Oh, it better. The baklava is. To die for in Morocco. I'm you will sure get diabetes just just having, diabetes. just having a bite.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's Marrakesh. Uh, like you said, Jeremy, I, I do want to try this place. It's on my list. But for some reason, it's just, it's always surpassed by other places when I go.
2: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. When we're cast members, we'll eat there.
0: When we're cast members. <laughs> we're going to Marrakesh. Uh-uh. <laughs> We're going to watch that belly dancer dance.
1: No, it's too far. Too far, real quick. (laughs) Belly dancers have always, um, that's uh, fascinating to me. Belly dancers in the Middle East, I thought, you know, very conservative stuff.
2: It's cultural, because it's the same thing like Victorian, you know, England, where they were so, ooh, don't show your ankles, but their boobs are hanging out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's meant to be a seductive thing. Um, I think it's like actually a talent that they admire, you know, to be able to belly dance. I can belly dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that video podcast is coming soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the meantime, let's head over across the little fake street there in and go to the other restaurant in
1: Morocco. Oh, you're going to take my segue.
2: On the bad side of town.
1: Oh, yeah, the bad side of town. Uh, No, a few, a few, uh, well, maybe 10 years ago or so. It's been a while, uh, maybe less than that. They opened up the Spice Road table, which is another table service option in Morocco. This one outside of the pavilion on the outside of the pavilion, outside of the pavilion proper on the promenade. And it's on on the water. And um, this has a lot of outdoor seating, but still obviously Moroccan themed and it's got that North African vibe and the flavors um, to it. It is open for lunch and dinner. Um, some of the things you can get as an appetizer or starter includes the brie fondue. There are fresh fish croquettes. It's like a little fish cake that's, you know, think like a hush puppy almost, but, but a lot of fish and then it's fried. Yeah, don't say fish cake. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a dessert with fish. Like a fish cake, please. Uh, fried calamari. Uh, this one is served, however, uh, which sounds very basic uh, to me. Well, I mean, as much as fried squid can sound basic, um, you know, calamari is on a lot of menus these days. But this one's served with the harissa and capers aioli sauce, which is all—you know, aioli is like a almost like a, a runnier kind of mayonnaise, and harissa is a very spicy, peppery. Relish almost. So that sounds good. There's the Harissa chicken roll. Um, I don't know what that includes, but, and there's the hummus and imported olives, which who doesn't love hummus? There's hummus fries, which you said you've tried before, correct? They were really good, yeah. So I'm guessing they just kind of thicken up the hummus a little bit and then literally batter it and fry it? That's pretty much what it was, yeah. Because I said they were like the same
0: size as French toast sticks. Yeah, okay.
2: That sounds amazing.
0: Uh, it was really good and it had just the right amount of spice and there was a dipping sauce that they came with that was
1: that just like put it over the top this one's served with uh, cumin cilantro and preserved lemon aioli so another kind of mayonnaise yeah dipping sauce second.
2: how meta is that that hummus which is primarily a dip you dip now into another substance
1: whoa uh, very 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 meta are you high? a little bit <laughs> You know what sounds great? Chocolate? I don't know. Um, Next, there's the Moroccan lamb sausages, which I can imagine are are kind of small miniature sausages, being that it's the the starter. Um, This is a a spicy lamb sausage with tomato, red onion, and cilantro salad. Um, Something that's very Middle Eastern is stuffed grape leaves. I personally see these and think that does not look appetizing, but I've also never had one. Um, So this is like rice inside of like a steamed grape leaf. So just imagine like a greenish yellow looking collard green wrapped around some rice. That's what this looks like Uh, featuring fried capers, raisins and fresh nutmeg. And there's the spicy garlic shrimp, which is just I'm I'm assuming just some shrimp sauteed with some garlic and stuff. There is a Greek salad and then you get to the entrees. Which uh, features um, uh, all-natural roasted chicken, so that's, that's your, your safe option here. Whoa, wait. Fin- How much is that?: It's 2699:
0: I thought this place was only small plates.
1: Um, you know, I did too until I looked at this menu.: It's a Cornish hen.
0: Yeah, oh I just I wonder if they changed it just because it was not
1: popular. You know, I think they did, but they're. But uh, let's do some of the entrees, and some of them still have that. They smack of small plates. So, so this is the all-natural roasted chicken with fennel, fennel fingerling potatoes, and in uh, a star anise ouzo sauce. Um, there's coriander crusted rack of lamb, so coriander kind of a spice, and I guess they just rub it on there and grill it up. This is with basmati rice, roasted tomatoes, and zucchini, thirty-two ninety-nine. Oh, by the way, all the appetizers are under $11, it looks like, except for the imported olives, ironically, are the, or not ironically, but oddly enough, the olives are the most expensive at $12. Mm. They're imported. Yeah. All the entrees, um, save one, which is the rack of lamb I just said, are under $30. Um, there's the Mediterranean vegetable platter. So I think this is where the small plates kind of come in. This features the harissa hummus fries. Uh, rice stuffed grape leaves, couscous salad, couscous salad and a baba served with pita. So that sounds like a little assortment of your appetizers for 22 sorry. 99 okay. Then there's the mixed, mixed grill skewers, which is uh, beef, chicken, and French green beans. I guess that's on the skewer too. I'm not sure. With toasted almonds and rosemary potatoes. And then there's a uh, yellowfin tuna. Which is a spicy tuna with eggplant, zucchini, capers, salad, and basil oil. Still following in in the line with many of the flavors you'll get in Marrakesh. They like mixing those spices with with sweet things like raisins and um, olives. Obviously, this sounds a little more Mediterranean than what you get side with the Marrakesh. That sounds a little more hearty, Middle Easterny, but this is a, a lot more Mediterranean.
2: You know, in it. a way, that makes sense, though, because Spice Road is on the water.
1: On the water, look. Morocco, over there.
2: right there, is on the
0: water. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny, because actually that menu sounds better to me than Marrakesh, but like, when I walk by this place on a hot day, I can think of nothing that I want to do less than sit in that hot
1: restaurant and eat spicy food. I see. I think the food sounds better at Marrakesh. Okay. Oh, no. I don't want to leave out desserts. There is an assorted baklava. (sighs) Yes. Let's just get that. $8 makes me think that it's very small. (laughs) Chocolate pyramid with ice cream. That sounds like, hey, get the kids this. And then there's the pistachio saffron and orange blossom water custard. Sounds interesting. Um, That's Spice Road Table. Um, I've heard some really good things about it from people that I know here that go sometimes that enjoy the sausages and the olives and things. And I've heard not good things about it from people who go and don't feel like they've gotten enough for their money and it's outside and kind of has a lack of atmosphere. So those are kind of the reviews I hear from it, but uh, you can go try it out for yourself and send us a review because I'm not going.
0: Listen, I said earlier that it's easy to get into restaurant Marrakesh. Uh, it's a heck of a lot yeah. easier to get into this place. You could just you could just go sit down and they won't even care. <laughs> They'd be like, sir, are you lost? Can we direct you to the to where you really want to go? I
2: was going to say they'll be startled because they're not used to having people there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Next, Derek, I was thinking about this um, earlier in tonight's show when you were talking about the... Pro- you said the, the French restaurants are pretentious? Yeah, they just give up that by- vibe. I don't know why. I don't think that... I don't get that vibe from Le Chef de France, which is next in our okay. our little tour. Well, then I'm excited to hear it. I always looked in the windows and thought, man, that looks like a like a cheesecake factory or something, except <laughs> with more lights. I never thought pretentious. And then I ate there and I thought even even less pretentious. Now I, I see where you might get this from the menu because the menu is very it's very French. So let, let's start with the the appetizers. Um, as much as I pick on Jeremy's French, um, now I have to say it myself, so we'll we'll pray to the Lord and see if it happens. Um, there's a la Flamme Alsacien, which is the Alsace specialty flatbread <laughs> it says. With cream fresh, onion and bacon. That sounds good. You know, flatbread yeah, you know, it's a like a thin crust pizza almost with uh cream fresh, which is almost like a sour cream, and onion and bacon. You know, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. There's the Assiette Campagnard which is a charcuterie board uh, with uh, different. Now, this is interesting. There's different assortment of French pates and charcuteries. So, I guess you've got your typical kind of meats and, and grapes and cheeses, but there's also some pates. It's like a little mousse made with duck livers. So, that sounds great. Assamant fume. Smoked salmon, cream fresh, and onions. Uh, there's different versions of escargot. Um, which those is, are uh, snails. Those are snails. They don't tell you that. and Even in the breakdown, it's a casserole of Burgundian escargots, <laughs> Baked in parsley and garlic butter. Oh, but they're delicious. I mean, I've never had them there, but I've had escargot. And they always... They must not taste very good by themselves. Because everywhere I've had them, it's like drowned in garlic butter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you taste, and that, that you can't go wrong with that. There's a cheese board. Um, there's a, a salmon tartare plate with different sorts of dips and mustards and things. And uh, mustards. <laughs> What's happening? I just got tickled. <laughs> I, I went and surely cue on myself. And <laughs> <I made> mustards. <laughs> and there's tomato and goat cheese flatbread. Of course, there are some delicious sounding soups. Here in France, there's a, a bisque de homard, which is a lobster bisque. Ooh, there's a yeah. uh, salad with uh, la darn et croutons, which is bacons and croutons. Um, there's a baked goat cheese salad. And then there's, of course, a French onion soup uh. um, for the people that think they're being adventurous um, but are not. Yeah, it says Lipton packets. <laughs> yeah, go open that up. Uh, then we come to the entrees and the main courses, and uh, of course we stick with the French-sounding names, but I think when you read the the description, people you, you might put some people at ease. There's the beef bourguignon polenta cremeuse, which is beef short ribs. <laughs> it's short ribs braised with a cabernet, baby onions, and carrots, so I mean, it's pot roast, basically, served with a creamy polenta, which is grits, so... It's pot roast with grits, and enjoy that. Our carna- uh, canard at canard aux cerises, that's duck breast with cherries. Um, so duck breast and leg confit with cherries, sweet potato puree, and patty pan squash. So, yeah, uh, but it's cool. just
2: uh, it's just two cherries on the on the breast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> perfectly.
0: Uh, placed. Yes. Matt, I'm okay <laughs> if you just give the English descriptions of these things. Oh,
1: but it's fun. Oh, for who? It's fun. <laughs> the filet de bouffe, which is the grilled tenderloin of beef with green peppercorn sauce, original potato. Original potato? That's funny. Original potato gratin. Well, the French grew them first. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, the original potato. There's uh, the broiled salmon with rice pilaf so boring there's the seared scallops uh there's a, a whole this sounds like a like a seafood platter seared scallop shrimp mahi mahi clams all served in a white wine broth with artichokes celery carrots cauliflower mushrooms and coriander and red pepper oil that is what I'm getting oh. that sounds good um I love this one gratin de macaroni and then in parentheses macaroni baked so <laughs> <laughs> you can't I mean it's it's macaroni pasta with cream and Gruyere cheese, and then it's baked. I mean, that sounds delicious. Um, there's a kind of a vegetable form of what they even call vegetable lasagna. So this is kind of your vegetarian option. There's roasted chicken with tomatoes. There's um, a Niçoise salad, which is a salad with different sorts of um, vegetables, boiled eggs being a big part of that, and then some tuna. And then there's the uh, basically the steak and fries, a grilled flat iron, iron steak, French fries, lemon, and parsley butter. So anybody can enjoy those things. Yeah. The dessert menu features different sorts of sorbets. There's a chocolate mousse, a creme brulee. Uh, there's a meringue basket with uh, fresh berries, vanilla cream, raspberry sauce, and strawberry sorbet. That sounds good. And then there's some different tarts apple tarts. Uh, oh, there's just one tart the <laughs> apple tart with almond cream, caramel sauce, and vanilla. Ice cream. So that's Le Chefs de France. And I would just argue, you know, just look at some of the descriptions. Don't be scared off by the names and I think your average comfort food eater could find something here. I mean heck, get the steak and fries.
0: Okay, tell me the price r- price range of these, because a lot of those sounded really
1: good. You're right. Uh everything kinda hovers right at thirty dollars. Okay. Most of the beef most of the beef stuff, even the steak fries is $30.99. the beef bourguignon, the beef short ribs is twenty eight ninety nine. The most expensive thing is the tenderloin of beef, so I'm guessing that's like a filet mignon almost. That's 35.99. But uh, the macaroni is 18.99. The what's the other sh- kind of? Oh, it's the salmon. It's 29.99. This might go on my list
0: now of places I want to try. I just I don't know why I've always just kind of shrugged it off, but it sounds good.
1: Now I ate there once, and I found it very much like it looks in the window, and that's kind of lacking character. It, it kind of feels, it feels busy. It's, it's, it's got that little symptom that I don't like about Disney quick service restaurants these days of just kind of feeling busy and crowded and loud. And uh, for that reason, I, I didn't really, really like it, but it, the food was good. If you want to up your ante on the uh, niceness and the price, Mm. you can go to Monsieur Paul, which is kind of hard to find. You have to go down past the fountain as if you're going to Impressions Impressions de France, and then you turn left. And there's just a little door with a small little uh, moniker above that says Monsieur Paul Restaurant. This is a signature dining option, so it would be two points on your dining plan, and uh, just pretty pricey in general. A lot of the same kind of things, but I'm guessing they're kind of kicked up a notch, both quality and, um, I don't know, preparation-wise. There's escargot on the appetizers. There's a main lobster on the appetizer list for $29. There's a um, dill smoked salmon that's rolled and stuffed with salmon mousse. There's blinis, which I think are a kind of uh, potato cake or something
0: like that, right? I don't know. Salmon mousse always sounds so gross to me. It's like whipped fish. Like, uh Yeah. I don't need that. Put that on a cracker. It might be good. Mm, a really good, flavorful, garlicky cracker.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then there's some ahi tuna served with tomato confit, um, confit, black olives, soft, soft-bodied quail egg, and anchovies. You get you know, a little more uppity. Authentic French cuisine here. There's a carrot soup, which for the life of me, I can't think would taste good, but I'm sure it does. Uh, there's a um, a salad, a Roquefort, so rope Roquefort. Mixed greens with Roquefort cheese, which is uh, blue cheese, pears, caramelized, pe- caramelized pecans. Then there's the soup. Oh. It's like a truffle soup for 30 bucks. Whoa. Yeah, it has oxtail vegetables, but then it has the black winter truffle, which I, I guess that's like the delicacy of delicacies is truffles. So twenty almost $30 for a soup. Actually, it's interesting that the entrees are not as high priced as some of the other signature dining options around Walt Disney World. There's the free-range chicken that comes with a uh, sunchoke puree. I don't know what sunchoke is. It sounds like some sort of tomato. Um, Brussels sprouts with bacon and black truffles for thirty nine dollars. There's the uh, another uh, gr- uh, grilled beef tenderloin with mushroom crust, mashed potatoes, and uh, bordelaise sauce for forty four dollars. There's the roasted duck breast for forty two dollars. Um, red snapper and potato scales, fresh spinach and rosemary sauce for forty two dollars. And there's the ske- uh, the seared scallops for forty three dollars. Uh, yeah, I've seen signature restaurants get into the 50s, so that's...
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I've paid more for worse, so, you know. Then the desserts. The desserts, uh, again, you get a lot of... Uh, there's a meringue option, but they have some different uh, offerings that come with it, like a rum-infused raisins, uh, almonds, and some nougat. Um, and it's, it's It's prepared with alcohol, obviously. There's a milk chocolate sphere that has an almond cake, praline, and chocolate cream. It's made into a ball and covered with whatever also prepared with alcohol. Um, There are fruit tarts not prepared with alcohol. (laughs) There's a meringue assortment. Again, there's a warm chocolate almond cake with raspberry coulis. And then there's um, different sorts of ice cream. So vanilla ice cream, raspberry sorbet, and a meringue and whipped cream. So... Uh, you want the, a little more authentic uppity French experience go to Monster Paul, but I'd say that's a adulty it's on the second floor, so that's kind of cool and I overlook the world showcase from up there and it's a relatively hidden put away, so I might try that someday. Yeah, when I see pictures of these
0: dishes, because I've looked online a few times, it kind of reminds me of Citrico's a little bit in that it's not a ton of food, but it's just plated so beautifully, and like every everything, there's so much care put into everything on the plate. Um, So I imagine this would be a good experience for someone who wants to get a more fine dining experience at Walt Disney World. I just don't know if I personally will ever go there. Yeah. But everything you listed sounded good.
1: Yeah. Except for salmon moose. Get some s- salmon, mushed up salmon. I'm sure they put all kinds of herbs and garlic and things in it.
2: Well, now let's move to countries that speak correctly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I'm so <laughs> glad you ended up with these two countries. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me too. Uh, first is the Rose and Crown Pub in the united kingdom pavilion uh they're in the uk Uh, matt and i have dined here a couple times and derek have you been here no never have okay well it is a pub so there is a pub uh a bar in the uh establishment there and it's a pretty loud bar so i would suggest that if they seat you inside near that to be asked to move because that ruined my first initial experience i had Uh, at this restaurant We were right next to the bar, and we literally could not hear ourselves think, and so um, it was not pleasurable. But Matt and I returned, and uh, we ate out on the patio, which is a lovely patio, particularly if you get your reservation, where you can be there for illuminations. Totally worth it. Good seating. Uh, you know, the, the the English are not known for their uh, food, um, so you could argue that these are not necessarily the most exciting dishes, but... I think they're tasty. I
1: think um, that is a, a, a terrible thing that people have latched on, that, you know, people think about British cuisine. Because I, I enjoy the kind of rustic plainness of British cuisine myself. Rustic is exactly the word I was thinking. It's like hearty
0: and rustic and, yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. All,
2: right, all of... Uh... All of these things are available for lunch and dinner. For appetizers, there's the house-made English meat pies, which I think they're missing a good opportunity here to theme them to Sweeney
0: Todd. Oh yes, that's coming very, very soon. Um, I love those things. Wait, what's is it like a pastry-like texture?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you. It okay. is pork and apple sausage roll, braised lamb. I think it's supposed to be pastry, but it says pasty. And uh, oh, that's a, like a like a pumpkin pasty, yeah. And the Harry Potter stuff, that's British. Oh, is it? Oh, I always thought they were just mispronouncing pastry. Uh, <laughs> and Branston pickles,
0: okay. It doesn't, but it's not like a puff pastry around it.
1: No, I don't I'm know sure it is a that's what a pasty is, right? I don't know, it's like a little, it's like a little pie, it's like a little pocket, okay.
2: Uh, Then you have the scotch egg, um, which Mm. is a golden fried hard-boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat with mustard sauce. Uh, Also, you have the St. James Smoked Salmon um, and the United Kingdom Cheese Platter, Mm. which is $13.
0: What makes it United Kingdom?
2: Uh, Because it comes with Stilton. McCall's makes your teeth go all wonky. <laughs> McCall's Irish Cheddar and Cotswold Cheese.
0: It makes me think of the quick service restaurants we talked about where we were like, the Pecos Bill Platter, you know, or like <laughs> yeah. it's all named after the restaurant.
2: British Cheese I'm, Plate. I'm going to assume that these cheeses can be found or they are made primarily in the United Kingdom. Mm. Alright, then you have some soups and salads. You have apple and frisée salad featuring ocean spray crate
0: craisins <laughs>
2: yeah I bet. Yes. that's terrific <laughs>
0: does it have like a little registered trademark symbol beside ocean spray
2: uh, i guess that
1: um, great british uh company, <laughs> company.
2: <laughs> you know when i think british i think cadbury and ocean spray
1: ocean
2: uh casual cheese is also in this toasted almonds and a cranberry vinaigrette. And then you can also get, this I think is very British, it makes me think of Harry Potter, crock of potato leek soup.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, there you go. Alright, your main entrees, bangers and mash. Of course, a very traditional British uh, dining option. Uh, chicken masala curry.
0: Yes, so British.
1: Uh, now, uh, corn- it is.
0: Well, I guess they used to own India.
1: <laughs> oh, the national dish the right- <laughs> <laughs> The national dish of the United Kingdom is curry. That is, is? tikka masala. Really? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, look it up. It's like they say it's like our Chinese takeouts here. You have Indian takeout. Huh. Huh. Yeah, but our national food isn't General Tso's chicken. <laughs> I'm just look it up. It's like the most popular food item in the UK.
2: That is interesting. Uh, then you have corned beef and cabbage. Listen, now that has a soft spot in my heart because my <laughs> grandmother, who was not Irish by any stretch of the imagination, but for whatever reason, every St. Patrick's Day, we yeah, had Lord. corned beef and cabbage. So.
1: Cabbage.
2: And Kirby Cabbage. Then there's the English truffle? trifle. Trifle? Trifle. Trifle. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought you were kidding. My bad, trifle. This is uh, layers of fresh strawberries, vanilla custard, graham crackers, and whipped cream. This is a dessert. Why is this under the entree section? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great Britain. Everything's
1: backwards there. Yeah. Uh,
2: fish and chips.
1: Yeah. Grilled
2: New York strip steak, grilled New York strip steak, and fried fish. So. Oh,
1: that's a little for, combo.
2: For an extra $4, yeah. Uh, Pan roasted Scottish salmon. Again, another uh, UK thing, British, uh, very British shepherd's pie. Ah, yes. And this is like legitimate shepherd's pie. This is not Americanized shepherd's pie. Is that what you got? Did you get the shepherd's pie when we went? I did, because it comes with ground lamb. Yes. Most people call shepherd's pie in the United States shepherd's pie, but it features beef. That is not true. Don't let them lie to you. Uh, Vegetable cottage pie. Which is, I guess, like a shepherd's pie, seasonal vegetables, mashed potatoes, and McCall's Irish cheddar, and it's three dollars cheaper.
0: Well, because there's no meat. Yeah, I I get it. It's like a vegetarian option for people who live in cottages for the poor. <laughs> <laughs> poor.
2: <laughs> <A> poor. <laughs> oh golly! And the Welsh pub burger. Uh. So there you go. That's what's available for your entrees. I would recommend getting the shepherd's pie or the fish and chips or the bangers and mash, the corn I got the bangers
1: and mash, and they were delicious.
2: If you're going to go there, get something British.
0: Do they have sticky toffee pudding?
1: They Uh, have something like that. They they do.
2: Yeah, it's called sticky toffee pudding. Yes, steamed pudding cake. And cake is in parentheses, or excuse me, quotation marks on
1: this menu (laughs) serving. So I don't know what that means. Well, when we had it, it was, I mean, I think it's because it's not baked like that. I think because it's steamed. Like a pudding, it's wrapped in a little cheesecloth and steamed. I see. Okay. But it's served served with a warm vanilla custard and hot
2: butter rum sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. You can also get the Banoffee tart. This sounds good to me too. It's banana, Jameson I- Irish whiskey, caramel, sweet com- uh, sweet cream, and chocolate.
0: Yeah.
2: A Jaffa tart, which uh, doesn't sound as good to me, but it's orange cream-filled cakes with chocolate ganache, raspberry sauce, and fresh oranges. The no sugar-added chiffon cake, and warm apple and rhubarb crumble.
0: Ooh, that sounds good.
2: And then yeah. also, I'm not I'm not as familiar. With my Irish ales and lagers, probably as I should be, but they have a wide variety of them available. So if you are a uh, into that kind of darker ales and loggers, well, I guess even some lighter ales, uh, they have a wide variety there at the Rosingingham
0: mm-hmm. That makes sense because it's a pub. Ah. Ah. All
2: right. And then our final restaurant as we on our tour to Epcot, is La Cellier, and we've all been to La Cellier several times. Uh, it has changed throughout the years, arguably for the worse. And uh, now we'll look at what the menu offers. Now,
0: have either of you been there since it became two credits?
1: No, okay. no, but I, people I know uh, one family here at our, at our that that I know goes very often. Like it's their anniversary place to go, and they love it. So maybe you need to give it another shot. Yeah,
0: some friends from work went just last year, and I don't think they had gone before the switch. But they they said it was to die for everything they had. So,
2: are they trustworthy?
0: I think so. Yeah. Or do um, they go to Golden Corral? <laughs> well, I mean, that's obviously their favorite restaurant. But La Celia, they said, was pretty close to that.
1: <laughs> Jk.
2: They they just get one of them chocolate dipping fountains. They'd
0: be really good.
1: And cotton candy.
2: All right, at La Cellier there, uh, for your advertisers, you have assortment of artisanal cheeses, baked triple cream brie. Now, this is interesting to me. I would, I'm would, i curious about this. Pickled herring beets, or excuse me, pickled heirloom beets, figs three ways, baby greens, hazelnut praline. I guess those are the different types of brie cheeses that you
1: can. Oh, you can keep your beet. Beets taste like dirt.
2: I always think of Beats Doug. Too. Remember that show, Doug? Yeah.
1: yeah. Beat. What? The, uh, beat. The himself. band
2: was The Beats.
1: Oh. That that's with. I, I have just never had a beat prepared in any way that didn't just taste like eating a mouthful of dirt. Hmm. It's uh, may, maybe. Maybe they need to be pickled down in Canada, and I'll love it.
2: <laughs> All right. Then <laughs> we have the, the PEI Mussels. I don't know what PEI stands for.
0: I don't know, but that was on the Marrakesh menu, too, beside mussels.
2: Interesting. Uh, Poached Pharrell uh, pears. I'm against poaching, so I don't think you should get these.
0: (laughs) That's very clever. (laughs) I don't want to move past Uh, the appetizers before we mention that you do get bread service here, and that pretzel bread is not to be skipped. That is. you still get it? Oh, I
1: hope so. Oh, that's a good one. Let me look at my notes. It sounds like something they would do with a signature option. Because bread service is kind of like, hmm. we are too for bread service.
2: The signature, d- uh, accompanied by a delicious assortment of breadsticks brought to your table.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're so good. And then the one you were going to mention before I checked you was the pretzel bread. Right?
0: I said that. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, your soups and salads, you have the Canadian cheddar cheese soup, which I hear good things about. People seem to like this soup a lot.
0: Yeah, it's the one they always sell at the food and wine booth for Canada. Yeah. I
1: think I got it at the food and wine festival that year we went, but I don't remember much of it.
0: No, I know what you mean, Jeremy. It's the thing I always hear about from this menu. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I need to try it because all I can think about is like, gas station nacho cheese in a
0: bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah eat it quickly before it like gets that crust over the top <laughs>
2: yeah
1: the film the film well then yes. like
2: because i pictured the pretzel breadsticks and you just dip it in the soup and there you go
1: no that's a little you gotta leave the film on there so that there's a little texture to it when you when you, <laughs> you gotta chew a little bit
2: uh, we shouldn't joke about that Did you hear all those people dying from that gas station cheese oh no uh, one person died There was botulism in, it was on the news.
0: That's terrible.
2: Well, like 14 people got sick and one person died, last I saw. Good Lord. May they rest in peace. Uh, Then there's also crab salad and heirloom tomato salad. Uh, This one you might like, Matt, because you're a big pork belly fan, correct? Yep. Okay, so this (laughs) heirloom tomatoes has Canadian heirloom tomatoes, bib lettuce, crispy pork belly, Candy, ah. walnut, and smoky blue. I don't know what smoky yeah. blue is. But it's not smelled like blue cheese. It smelled like the color.
0: I think that's the name of the entertainer at the restaurant. bill smoky <laughs> blue.
1: <laughs> oh, smoky. I, I like I like pork belly when it's like braised. Like, like it's like a little chunk that you can cut into and bite. But I mean, that sounds good too. It just sounds like it'd probably be fried up and like crumbled. Mm. Yes.
2: Next up is the entrees and main courses. Now, hang on to your pocketbooks as we talk about these options, because they are not for the cheapskate amongst you. The first one is the Angus New York Strip. It comes with a potato turnip gratin, crispy paprika onions, three peppercorn butter. Okay, no comments. It is.
0: How much is it?
2: $50. Oh, man. Uh, You better just calm down. That is the cheapest one. Um, Then we have the Black Angus Ribeye. Now, this one comes with crisp fingerling potatoes. Some kind of a bacon vinaigrette. Heirloom carrots. Now, what, what makes a tomato or a carrot an heirloom?
1: It's a totally different brand. Like a totally different species, kind? I don't know what you call it. Variety? Yeah.
2: Okay. And then some kind of a maple... I can't say that word. Butter. Berdellais? Ber- Ber- Berdellais?
0: No, butter. You had it right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that one is $54. Uh, the La Cellier Filet Mignon, $52. Uh. This comes with AAA Canadian tenderloin.
0: Wow, it comes, uh, it comes, it comes <laughs> with AAA. <laughs> AAA. A <That's> great. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you leave, if your car's not working in the parking lot.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm assuming that's the rating of it. So it's a AAA canadian tenderloin mushroom risotto asparagus tomato relish truffle butter sauce all right Mm. now the porterhouse steak for two two people 119 dollars blue cheese fondue crispy onions loaded mashed potatoes main lobster foyer foyer holy cow does
0: it say
1: how many ounces no Porterhouse is like a whole T-bone and a New York strip. Okay. You know, then that might be hefty. a good
2: deal because you figure that's like sixty bucks a person. That's not too bad.
0: Uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I think that
2: was sellé. <laughs> All right, then you have the poulet rouge, poulet rouge, which is a um, pan-seared chicken breast and sausage-stuffed leg. <laughs> That's a weird way of phrasing that. Sausage stuffed leg. Uh, summer hash. A pea puree. <laughs> <laughs> pea puree? Pea puree. That's what it says. A uh, Brentwood corn and a corn truffle sauce. That one's only $35, but it's a chicken breast.
0: Bargain.
1: <laughs> there you go. A, I don't know if you can ever attach bargain to any chicken dish over 40 bucks. That's true. <laughs> uh, a root vegetable ganache.
2: A smoked soy lacquer stripped bass? uh,
1: It just. (laughs) That's fun.
0: Stripped. Stripped. No. Striped striped bass! (laughs) The striped bass is a fish! No, guys. It's a stripped bass. The bass has. (laughs) All the strings have been ripped off this bass. Oh, my
1: word.
2: That was great. This is what happens when I don't get the French ones. Is I mess up the easy ones. <laughs> People just know I'm stupid. Okay, oh, and then no. um, the last one. This is very Canadian to me. A venison also
0: Buco. bucco, bucco. Um, bucco.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyways, it's I like the, to order it like that just once.
2: Uh, you the venison also
1: buco. rustle that up for me.
2: <laughs> Your side dishes. You get the creamed spinach, the French onion poutine, uh, Korean barbecue poutine, La Cellier signature poutine, loaded mashed potatoes, smoked macaroni and cheese, and truffle fries.
0: See, I've heard of people who come here and get the poutine as an appetizer and share it because I've actually heard the
1: poutine here is very delicious. Oh, I bet that Korean barbecue one is good. Does mm-hmm. it have kimchi on it? It's braised short ribs, mm.
2: shish, ooh, shishito shishito peppers, parma, Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, spicy ai- aioli, sweet soy, pickled vegetables.
0: Oh, <laughs> the shishit says shishit show. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's scri- That's our. That's our. Uh, that's our description on iTunes. Actually.
1: <laughs> 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 shit show poutine. Oh, episode one forty. the shit show.
2: <laughs> All right, and for dessert we have the, camim- cammer- Why do they do this? From um, bear. Thank you. Cheesecake. Uh, a chocolate whiskey trip. Trifle. Trifle? Trifle. <laughs>
0: A maple
2: cream brulee. Oh. Yeah. Nan- 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 name- name- nanaimo pie. What is that? Uh, chocolate hazelnut crust, coconut custard, cream, and and glazy.
0: Okay, I just want all the desserts. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm we're not done yet. I want all the poutine... And all the desserts. Strawberry basil float. And a vanilla Florida orange panna cotta. Uh, no sugar added dessert.
0: Uh, mm, a, yeah, no sugar,
2: <laughs> a no sugar added dessert. <laughs> I thought that was like a la king. <laughs> ah, no sugar added. <laughs> 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 That's
0: terrific. I love it. You guys, seriously, if I go back here, I'm going to get poutine for an appetizer and then just the cheddar soup, as like a second appetizer, basically, and then finish off with some desserts.
1: Now, if I'm going here, I'm getting a, I'm getting a big old steak. Well, you do You and well. I,
2: Matt, we'll we'll split the porterhouse for two. Yeah. Let's...
1: All right. All
2: right. If you would like to donate to the Mad Chatters uh, La <laughs> Cellea Fund, yeah. go to GoFundMe. Uh, so yeah, that's Epcot. Uh, Lots of options to eat at if you're looking for table service, which is why people love Epcot.
0: Which is why we broke it into two shows. Yes. All right, well, that wraps up not only Epcot, but our table service series. Unless we head over to Disney Springs at some point or the resorts, and we just might. But until then, we're going to sign off here. Go find us on Facebook and Twitter. Talk to us there. Start a conversation. You can also send your emails to comments at madchatters.net we will be back here next week with a full review of Pandora and all sorts of other things so come back for that
2: take a little time to find the magic in everyday
1: bye bye now